Hi guys, welcome to the podcast, Life, Love and the Arts. Uh, today's guest is an uh, actor. She's done a lot of critically acclaimed web series. She's done movies, both in Hindi and regional cinema. A lot of theater work as well. She's a writer. She's also teaching a lot of artists around India now. So we'll get to that a little later on the podcast. So without any further ado, please welcome my next guest, Anna Adore. Hi, how are you? Are you still in Goa? How's it going? Hi, Karan. I am very well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So far, so good. So, how, how are you doing? How are you holding up now that the lockdown is kind of over and a little more free? And we had like Unlock 5.0 and I don't know how many more unlocks we're going to have. Oh my yeah. God, I lost the so, count. 5.0, 5.0, but God knows what is all that about. But I've been anyway stepping out for some time. I was shooting in Bandra for two months. Oh, cool in the apartment but like still it was a shoot on like i had to travel there so i've been like for last i think three months i've been like in and out of the house so i didn't really feel it's a lockdown lockdown in fact i i went to go recently and it just hit me once they stamped my hand at the airport with this home quarantine thing then i realized that oh my god we live in the pandemic like how could i forget about that hopefully you had your mask on at all times and you're nice and safe <laughs> Yeah, 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 and all this. Yeah, that's fine. Now, mask is part of the thing. Yeah, like, like you, I don't leave my house yeah. without it. I always have to match it with my <laughs> with my clothes. <laughs> I choose the mask according to what I'm wearing now. Amazing. Yeah, it's quite fun. I'm just so get to that. I still have a black mask. I think I should get some color. Yeah, you should definitely. It'll make you more happy. So I just want to start with like you're from Belarus originally, and what was your journey just growing up? what attracted you to india what attracted you to bollywood and how did you end up here most commonly asked question to me what the belarusian girl what is she doing in india but uh the story is uh i don't know it's actually it's not very common but it's kind of like similar to other people in the way that a lot of girls especially they love watching indian films girls abroad i mean like eastern european women um so i grew up watching a lot of indian films because of my grandmother she used to watch a lot of them like old raj kapoor movies or even like madhubala and all of those deep dilip kumar so i was again i was just fascinated by this entire you know the grand setups and the beautiful outfits and how they would dance and all the romance and more than that actually i loved that kind of family bond i would see in those movies in in families like how like parents are taking care of the, so i think we always want things that are not in our lives right so right. like i grew up in a family where parents are divorced and like it was i had a fun childhood but it was just like all over the place like a new dad and another like dad's new woman i have to like live in different houses yeah. have two stepsisters so not complaining i loved it but like there was that something something was missing and i would find that in indian movies so then when i was eight years old my mom actually sent me to this dance group indian classical dance group so since the age of eight i was already doing bharatnatyam kathak uh, we would perform on like bollywood songs as well so i was kind of exposed to that culture since very like young age and then it kind of it became part of my life like it was just i was rolling with it like, like i was doing theater i was doing my studies but india was always like that, that that sense of home like i would always know 
it's just there like in, in, in the fact background. a lot of people yeah, thought yeah. that i lived in india or like i i went there but i never went to india like till the age of 16 the first time i came to india i was 16 but before that i never but a lot of people assumed that you know i learned dance in india and i've been there people would like call me like hey i'm going to delhi uh, what can you suggest what should we see and i'm like I, I'm not sure because I haven't been there, but they're like, how you speak Hindi, you dance, you know, Indian ambassadors, like I would hang out a lot in the Indian embassy, would make friends there. So it kind of, it's like, it was there. Yeah, I had a lot of friends there, Indian friends in Belarus. So India is very special. I still, I think I might end up living somewhere else one day, but I know that India is just like, that's, like, that's me. I, I cannot take it out of my life. It's cool. I didn't know. I thought you came here like just before you moved. You might have learned Hindi and stuff, but you had already learned Hindi way before from watching films and, and that kind of. Move <laughs> on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we, but we have a lot in common. I I didn't even realize that you know your parents were divorced and stuff because that that's how I grew up as well, and uh, so that that's cool. I think because Where did you grew up. Uh no, so I've always been in Bombay, uh, Mumbai, but my parents did separate when I was like five so yeah i i get what you feel because indian films everyone living in a joint family and everyone's having fun together and their big house yeah big and they celebrate things together oh <laughs> kind of warm feeling is what i mean you probably watched movies but that feeling kept you uh linked to indian culture i guess that's what kept you going yeah 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 that was that was a very like it was a strong part of my life and i'm very grateful even though I'm not fond of Indian films, modern Indian films right now. I, I mean, I watched indie Indian films, uh, you know, I mean, what off the cinema or old films, but whatever came in between like 90s or 2000, like, like those films, like I'm not attracted to Shah Khan anymore. I mean, he was like, he was my, you know, the ideal man. I was like, I had his poster on my wall, you know, there was a Shah Khan, like, oh my God. Uh, but again, in the childhood fantasies, obsessions, then of course now it's not there. Now I'm like, I'm just like, it's vanished now. It's not, it's not there. I feel that's the same for a lot of people who watched Bollywood growing up because I was a huge Shadowhan fan. I mean, he's still cool, but like, it's not the same as when you were a kid, right? That's, that always changes. You kind of, you get over it. It's like the first love, you know, like it's, it was there, it was special, but it's in the past. Yeah. And then, uh, so I, I have done my due diligence. I've done a little research. I read some of your articles. You won some sort of a uh, pageant, right? When you were 16? Yeah, yeah. I, I won and, a lot of stuff, actually. A, yeah. Since the age of between 12 and 16, I traveled a lot representing Belarus on like different um, artistic performance arts uh, contests. And one of the things I won was actually to study in New York. But because I'm a Belarusian, uh, they rejected my visa because at that time, the political situation was very, very uncertain between two countries it was just you know like american embassy left the country the same year i got my visa then they told me there is no american embassy you have to go to another country so i went to lithuania and there they refused my visa so uh, actually after that i decided to come to india when i got that rejection i was like it was like a slap on the face i was like i've done so much for my country and like i cannot go for like a six-month course in new york which i like like i earned that and i couldn't uh, go so then I decided to come to India. It was actually a very random plan. Again, just like friends invited for a wedding, had a, a, like amazing friends in Delhi. So I just got my ticket. I came alone, had a special permission at the airport because I was 16. 
I mean, I can travel alone, but you have to have this special permission from both the parents. And my parents are divorced, so it was like such a task, like first one parent, then another, then get it verified. And then I would travel with this thing in the airport saying, I'm, I'm an adult, I'm going to Delhi. So that, that must have been fun, right? Because uh, I mean, that could be a cool movie in itself. You came in for a wedding and then you just, you just stayed here. Already in writing, current Already, it's yeah. in writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, once you got here, I mean, it must not have been easy, right? Because you always knew you wanted to um, do the performing arts or you wanted to be an actor, right? You always knew that from the start. Yeah, acting was again. It's something. It's acting is like India. It was always part of my life since like I was very young, five, six years old already. Like on stage performing. Then I was doing professional theater. Again, it was. Uh, I mean, again, can, I didn't. I never even thought that it's something like it's a profession. It just I was just doing it. At some point, I started getting paid for it, and I was even more happy. So I was like, okay, this, I'm rolling. How it goes. But then when I came to Delhi, of course, I didn't expect to act. I mean, I was doing filmmaking course and I was just like testing the ground, working as an AD. And a lot of people told me that, I mean, if you if you act in Bollywood, like like it's a white girl part, there are less parts or you'll be like, you want to be dancing. You can so it's like uh, lots of random ideas people shared with me. And I was like, this is not my scene. I'll kind of like be here for a while, but then I'll go back. But then again, it's just things happen to you, you know, like you meet one person, another, then I, uh, after three years of being in Delhi, I ended up being in Bombay, fell in love with the city. I stayed here, then I got my first feature film, and then I discovered this entire indie cinema and met very cool people. And again, it's like another life journey began in Bombay. So. Bombay is a whole other like animal. A lot of people can attest to that. Bombay is great. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, you just touched on some of the challenges that you faced trying to become an actor here. So, for anyone else who's maybe coming from abroad or who already lives here, what are some of the things that maybe you went through that you want to like share with them? I mean, if people want to become actors, you yeah. mean, or just people, random people who come to Bombay? No, like someone who wants to break in the industry, wants to become an actor, perform in theater and movies on ads, like what's some of the stuff you went through that they might go through? I think building your profile, which should be strong, like if you're an actor, you should have your videos, some kind of body of work, which again, it doesn't mean you have to like act in big projects. It could be just a short film you've made yourself with your friends but that you know you have the experience you have something to show to casting directors so having that having of course your pictures done and then just simply looking at the people who you want to work with finding out their contacts and just approaching them like i i was so shameless i remember being in delhi when i discovered that i really want to live in bombay so i started like researching magazines and in the magazines like there was a section of movies and then there I remember I found an article about Anand Gandhi, the one who made Ship of Theseus, which is one of my favorite films, honestly. I wrote to him, again, I'm fearless in that sense. I feel like you like somebody's work, you should definitely like write to them, tell them how you love their work. And, and it ends there. I wasn't asking for work, nothing. I simply wrote him a message, he replied back. Uh, I also wrote an article, I had the film blog at that time. Everybody had a blog at some point. So I actually wrote an article and then they had some online session with Kiran Rao, which like I was part of that session. 
and then one day he was walking in the mall in Delhi and I was like I was like exiting the cafeteria and I'm exiting and I can see Anand Gandhi and I'm like Anand like I'm Anna you know like this is crazy but remember that the online thing and he's like oh yes and he's like Anna of course then he had producer with him Ruchi lovely woman and both of them shared their cards and they're like hey once you're in Bombay write to us and i was like oh my god and so the minute they left i remember i was with my belarusian friends actually and i'm like i took a picture with anand and they were like asking me who are these people are they like bollywood stars or what is that? i was like no you know like they're amazing people like i want to work with people like that and i i was holding his card and i was like this is it i'm coming to bombay so that was a sign for me like in my head that i should move to bombay so i still have that card from anand gandhi which he signed for me and 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 he gave his card and then i moved to bombay i wrote to him and they uh, offered me to be an ad on the project which that time tumbad the film which which released last year tumbad so that time they were doing post production they were still shooting something but the thing is i was so broke that i couldn't really afford like to only work for them and i apologize and i said i want to work on anything else but at that point i was really like just like i just moved to bombay there's no work in hand don't know anybody so i was figuring out other work scenes like again assisting i was assisting on ads a lot but in a way thanks to anand and ruchi because after that meeting i realized that anything is possible and you should write to people yeah and and you know and not just be sitting there and waiting that something will fall on your lap no yeah cuz that never happens i mean if you're waiting at home waiting for that knock on the door that's never going to come too easy too easy too easy. it's never easy Yeah, boring. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's not a good story if someone knocks on the door and you got to go out of the door and then do something for yourself. Yeah, you always got to shoot your shot. I mm. think that's a really important lesson for people to learn. Answering your question is that whoever comes from, like whatever they want, it's always like a lot of people are just lost. I feel, and I've met a lot of actors. They come with this idea that I want to be an actor, and it ends there. They don't know. They just want to be. I mean, if you truly want to be an actor, then you. you should have this manifesto of what kind of work you want to be associated with you know what kind of projects like what is it you relate to but 70 80% of people come to the city with the idea that either i want money or i want fame i want to be seen i want to be cool so that's when i think that's where like it's a big mistake and then it's a big diversion and then people do lots of random things they end up being unhappy and So you really need to know what is it you want, like what kind of place you come from, where you want to be, what do you want to tell others with your work, what kind of storyteller you want to be. Otherwise, again, then it's it's very hard when people just come and they go, I want to be an actor, give me contacts, contacts, and it's quite hard. Yeah, I've seen that a lot with actors. I mean, young actors who or potential actors who come here without knowing that they need to work on their craft first, because a lot of the time. people when they think of actors i don't know if it's because of like mass media and the way they're portrayed they think of just the fame or the money and they forget you have to work a lot like there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes that goes into getting a role or even like yeah even making contacts there's a lot of hard work that goes into making the right contacts for you to become a screen actor yeah. or even a theater actor correct so Another thing I want to know is a lot of your projects you did Odisha, Punjab, you've done Boss, Never Alive, you've done some regional films. Have you felt like 
people were trying to typecast you or did you find the roles that you were comfortable doing and you got those uh, easily like as soon as you not as soon as you wanted them i guess but they came in a natural way you didn't have to push for those things to happen i kind of i mean typecast of course i mean a white girl of purpose but i i think <laughs> it's funny maybe but uh, I, there are lots of like white women in the city and um they're also very like i'm not the one who would be cast as like like i have a very simple i don't know how to say very simple look <laughs> in a way i'm not the tall blonde girl with blue eyes who can be this playing a dream girlfriend of some indian guy in canada like just a stupid example so i'm anyway i'm out of that league as well like i cannot even get those roles so and i always told myself like i don't want to be yes i want to do different projects i don't want to be typecast but there are even certain projects for white people which i cannot get just because i'm a simple belarusian girl and i have like i'm short for example but i always try to 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 push that as as my advantage and always put accent on my language skills so in a lot of projects i've been acting uh, they would make me half indian and half something else half french half american half russian so that's something then i realized that oh you know this is something unique about me and i should push this as my card instead of being because for some time i was very upset because i got a lot of rejections as well there were some projects i was dying to be a part of but i couldn't so in the beginning all that happened later i was like this is awesome i think i've i've, I've discovered something unique about myself so now i'm just going with the flow so whatever film or series or a play i've done so far has been carefully chosen it's like it's coming from somewhere from my heart like i would really want to do that kind of work and so far it hasn't been that i played the same no and if i would get something like i i like recently again some stupid audition and it's some shoot in punjab and the girl is russian and like again it's like a sidekick and they they sometimes like they write really bad characters for white people and i always tell them to their face like i mean if i was like in fact i offer my help i'm like guys okay why not do this some people actually admit that oh yeah that's cool but because of the lack of knowledge and you know where they don't know really backgrounds of the, for them white can be from anywhere if you have a slight accent to your russian uh i mean in in indian movies you're either russian and playing a bad guy or a russian girl or you're american and americans are like oh my god we want to go to america this the americans are awesome you know so it's like, it's very it's, it's so cliche so i either reject those kind of roles or i just tell them if you want help let's work it out but recently i think i've got like one or two projects were so stupid like i read the scene and i'm like oh like for how long this will go like so have any of them taken you up on your offer for helping improving those characters yeah yeah definitely so that's they, they one of the things i wanted to touch on because you did mm -hmm. say language skills is like one of your strong points and maybe like a usp of yours um you recently did a regional film was it tamil or malayalam tamil tamil, or... tamil yeah tamil uh, web series tamil, yeah, yeah which is hopefully will be out soon again amazing experience it's the first kind of like a, a, a proper web series it was supposed to be feature film now it's a web series No actually it was web series now it's a feature film which is the first feature film to come out of pondicherry in a way like that's how they they kind of like advertise it so which is cool we shot all around pondi and amazing i mean loved my character uh it's should be fun it's again it's a very it's not some festival kind of film it's a very entertaining film 
so i mean lots of things i mean some humor which i i don't enjoy for example but again it's a project it's something new and i like being like playing different characters yeah. But was that hard? Because I know Tamil is like a—it's not an easy language, and you've all—you're already like multilingual. Oh my God, it's so difficult. Even for linguists like me, playing Tamil—it—it uh, it was hard. It was like day one. I remember they would like have um, sessions with me over WhatsApp, and I would. But it was just like I would like my tongue was breaking, like it was hurting me. And then I came there, and then we had more classes. Of course, it was not fully in Tamil. It was mixed of English, Tamil, and Hindi. I don't know. No, I don't think any Hindi was there. But after speaking like in Hindi and Gujarati, like Tamil is just other. It's just other. It's like Chinese for me, honestly. It was super hard. Because one of my really good friends, you've met Ashwin, I think, at uh, Suchita's house. I don't know if you remember, but he he's Tamilian, and I hang out with him a lot, and I hear him speak Tamil a lot, and I still, for the life of me, I don't even know one word in that language, so I don't know how you did it. So that's like a huge credit to you <laughs> for pulling that off. But that's what's beautiful about India. It's so diverse. Like you just fly like two hours away from Bombay, and you're in an almost like it's another country. It's another yeah, like civilization. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so different. And. It's also a different cinematic language to what we're used to, I guess, because um, the way that they shoot and, like you said, the humor and the writing is very different. Was that hard to sort of acclimatize to or adapt to, or did you get on with it pretty quickly? With that project, which I mean, the project I did was actually very really one of the best. I've, like in terms of production, in terms in terms of like how a director would communicate his thoughts and how they were like treating each other on set. It was so good. Like one of the like one of the best I've actually been part of. So no, I didn't find it so so different. It's just like finding out. I was I was really fascinated. Like what kind of music was there? What what do they listen to? What kind of movies they watch? At that time, a new movie was Dhanush. Dhanush, the actor, popular actor Dhanush. So his film was released, and they all go crazy about him. So like it, it was so nice because like here it's somebody else. It's like Akshay Kumar. There it's somebody else, and different songs and different food. So it's uh, fun, a lot of fun actually. Yeah, I think that's something people don't realize outside India. Maybe some people in India, but there's so many different film industries in this country, and they have their own huge fan bases, and it's like people go crazy about like about all of these actors and these films and stuff. So work, a lot of work. I think is that something that's really helpful for an actor because if you're not getting projects in Hindi films, you can always. Explore so many different avenues outside of that. Yeah, I think it's it's very helpful. In fact, regional cinema is so good. Like if you look at the Malayalam or Bengalis uh, or yeah, I think these two industries are like they are very strong with the movies they 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 make. So I think it's fascinating actually. So that keeps your options open. very much. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could learn as many languages, but like again, Tamil Malayalam is something so different. But I mean, again, for the sake of the project, I don't mind learning a language. That's for sure. And it must. I mean, I know you said it's hard, but it must be fun, right? It's like entering a different world. Yeah. That's basically language gives you access to like that whole different space. Mm -hmm. It is definitely. Yeah, it's it's something. It's so you will feel growth as a person, as a human being, and as an actor when you speak different language. So the, um, as an actor, I want to just touch upon. You've done so much theater work. I think you've got a lot of experience in theater. 
how has that helped you as an artist? Because that is a different um, art form the screen. So theater is <laughs> it's so funny. I was just thinking, I was about to say theater is home. And there is a thing, there's a postcard on my wall in front of me. It says home is where theater is. So <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm relating to that again since I think it was my, I've been doing it for as long as I remember myself. So stage and theater has been, again, part of who I am. And when I came to India, I continued that. And again, that's something, it's like I, I carry this thing with me and I find it in different places. The theater for me, you cannot take it away. And even when I come to another country, even if I travel, for me, like it's number one thing to explore in the city or in the country is their theater scene. And that also shows the political situation of the country, what kind of work artists are making, you know, what, are, what voices are there. Again, so much is communicated through theater. So again, you cannot take this away from an actor, you know, an actor who is from that theater background, you cannot, you cannot take that away. No matter how much money we make in cinema, theater doesn't pay much, but still the preference would be theater. Like, trust me, like I've lost so many projects just because my dates wouldn't work. So I have a play which I committed to. And then suddenly I get this own oh, very nice uh, series for Netflix with some big ass director. And then I'm like, oh shit, dates are not working out. And then production is like, so, so can you please cancel the play? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to cancel it. Bye. And that's it. And you cancel. So it's this kind of, this is the amount of dedication you have. Oh, to theater and it definitely helps you as an artist. I mean, that's, again, for anybody who wants to be an actor, if, if you have money, you can, of course, go to a drama school, you can travel abroad, you can go some, in India, we have so many, like two, three good drama schools. But I would advise go to theater group, like, like in, enroll, be a production person, be your assistant, then actor, but work, basically work in the field, almost like being a filmmaker. Okay, go to the filmmaking school, but by the end of the day, you have to learn in the field. Like you need to work and make work. So same, I think, with, with, with theater and Bombay theater scene is beautiful. And once I got into it, it was not easy, actually, because everybody has their own group. And like, I, it's not like I came to Bombay and I immediately, I, I think my first play happened after like two years to one and a half, one and a half year of being in Bombay. It was not easy, honestly, it wasn't. But once you're in it, that's it. It's family. I mean, it's just one big thing. You also feel very supported. It's kind of like, it's that very healthy environment of artists helping each other. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely special. Yeah, so theater is definitely where home is for you. Because I was going to ask you if, you if you had a preference of one over the other, but for you, it's 100% looks like it's theater. It's theater, yeah. Even though I yeah. enjoy films, I don't know, but mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. every aspect of films, like whether in front camera or behind the camera, it's another art. But when it comes to the purity of the moment, it's theater because you do not have another take you're performing live in front of like 500 people and there is no second chance. So the purity of the moment, the innocence, that dedication you have in that, the being present, oh my God, that's only in theater. Yeah, because I just spoke on a previous episode with another artist and she also does a lot of theater work and we said the same thing. 
in theater, you don't get a second chance because in a film you can make like five, ten mistakes in a row, and no one will ever find out that you did that. And so theater is one of those things where you have to completely be in the moment. And I think I'm not sure because I've never done theater. I've done like backstage technical work for theater, but I've never performed. Oh, yeah. So can you take some of those experiences onto a film set then from theater? Like, can you? Does it help build you as an actor? Like your improvisational skills and just in the moment um, yes, back and forth with your co-actors like you know when you film set you always you can separate like you can identify who is a theater actor and who is a film actor like who there are actors who just do film work which there is nothing wrong in that and and this is fine everybody has their own journey but you can always tell Who's who's done theater? Who is the in the theater wala and who is uh, just a film actor? And it definitely helps because theater makes you more humble. Uh, theater makes you hardworking. Again, there is you do things by yourself. You need to be aware of the group. It's always like working as one unit. When in movies, it's actually it's a little different. There's a again classic classic classism classicism. What is that word? Classism. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like I hate that. Like I mean, I've been fighting a lot with people when production people are eating at one table, and then everybody else. Said, this is so stupid. So you know, that's another thing. That's another like topic, whatsoever. But yeah, it's when people in theater are more in that sense. They are just grounded. I would say grounded. So definitely, it helps you as a filmmaker right. as well. But that that brings up a good point. This whole uh, catering situation, which I want to uh, talk about. Since you joined, you've been here now five, ten years, maybe. Almost six years. Almost ten, yeah, nine, nine something. Yeah. Oh yeah. So nine years since you're here, do you feel like there has been a, a change in the industry from when you joined to now? Maybe a positive one, maybe a negative one. Do you feel like the industry has changed a bit? Yeah, since. Since I've come here, like when was that Bombay 2014? That's when that Anand Gandhi's film was happening. I think since then, like again, this this indie cinema just picked up. So I can definitely feel the difference. Like I think that's one of the reasons I stayed back because I felt there is a great potential in being here right now and creating work. So I think it is going through a massive change after COVID, definitely because. Uh, but like just i know a lot of young filmmakers people new voices suddenly everybody started doing work making work happen in whatever jugar ways they can so i think it's a beautiful time for like to, to be here yeah yeah jugar is the key word during lockdown i think a lot of that has happened a lot of jugar projects have taken place and actually been executed i think that's weird because yeah lockdown is when everyone had the least resources but i feel like more projects than ever got saw the finish line during this whole pandemic which is crazy to me like the human spirit the things people do yeah 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 but people are becoming more creative also now yeah yeah they're working around these limitations uh people are doing some really cool things and i think like Netflix and YouTube and stuff are supporting artists a lot more with these lockdown projects and lockdown shorts and stuff. I think that's really good for the industry and it's yeah, good for yeah. all of these talented people who are finally seeing the light of day. So I think it's fun, fun time to be yeah, in the field. Definitely. You did a lockdown uh, project, right? Which one? 
you said you were doing a web series uh, just before web series uh, and a couple like of short the, was that a different experience yeah yeah so one project was short oh my god so many actually one i done with a friend myself we did like a zoom short film i didn't even put it out it's just with me for for the sake of it as a memory of the lockdown another one i acted for somebody through zoom like no not through zoom but she was directing me on zoom i would record it and um web series was shot with just seven people crew in bendra apartment so that was again new experience yeah that must have been very different i did a lockdown shoot as well but that was like totally remote so we weren't on set and stuff like that but yeah okay nice yeah was it like a feature or a short no so it was for this production company that's pitching it to um, netflix's youtube channel or like let's see who picks it up i don't know who's going to pick it up but it's just a short for some platform whoever likes it let's see mhm yeah but i did a music video which was like literally four people including the cast that was crazy i, I don't know how we pulled that off crews will become smaller yeah now productions will be tiny yeah which kind of sucks for all the assistants <laughs> all the third and fourth yeah. and the second ACs and all of oh, the no. assistants yeah what can you do they have to become directors now yeah it's time <laughs> So another thing like I spoke about initially was you have a lot of workshops going on now I think was it like three of them simultaneously least three of them yeah yeah three oh my god you've been busy actors yeah. at work and in actor intensive and awakening yeah no the thing is I I mean I cannot sit still and the the minute the lockdown began I was like okay so what can I do online <laughs> and then things started rolling like tuk 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 and i can't believe it's october oh my god it's been like it's seven months now uh, half yeah. a year crazy loki i am waiting for Insanity. things to go back to normal just... even though there's so many good things that's happened because of the pandemic but i just want to go out without a mask and like sort of live a normal life again i mean mask is the part of life now but yeah Yeah at least starting like meeting people I miss my friends I miss like gatherings uh I miss dancing in the crowd and like music and live gigs that's something I'm like ah, I miss that hopefully next year yeah <laughs> fingers crossed yeah so your workshops was that something you always sort of had a feeling you wanted to do or was that just totally because of the pandemic and lockdown no it just again the idea of teaching online i mean i I never even thought I would be like seeing something or doing something online. Yeah. I hated the idea of being online. And then because again embracing the new normal. Yeah. So I kind of like I was like Anna you have to adapt so I was learning I was actually doing first a lot of research learning. I've myself done a lot of workshops connected to people. I kind of like understood okay this is how it works this is what I should do. I made a plan. and then i'm like okay and then things started moving right and then new people so started like supporting me coming on board so no it before never it's just because of the lockdown but i wanted to know as an actor is instagram really important for an actor to do well nowadays because i've cast i mean not i'm not in casting but i've seen treatment decks and references where people have actors photos and then under that they'll write the amount of followers they have on instagram and stuff so 
do you think that plays a huge role or can you do it without that without a big instagram following is honestly like in all honesty you should have like i i feel instagram is almost like your it's like your website in a way it's somewhere where you put your work so instead of think i mean following part is really complicated i feel it's unfair when they like take look at the amount of followers one has but i think it has a lot of positive side because especially if you're not connected you're not coming from a filmy background instagram is the best thing that can happen to an actor because you put all your work out there you know like scenes monologues your thoughts you're basically showing who you are like expressing your thoughts writing something again like it it can be meaning I mean you don't have to post cat pictures and selfies and what have you eaten this afternoon not that kind of scenario but as an actor actually putting your work putting like expressing yourself and and showing people what voice you have i think it's if you know how to use it and you can use it for your advantage and actors should definitely have an instagram page right for sure yeah i think if you use it in the right way it's definitely something like coming really handy it is powerful and i think it's also such a great tool isn't it's a lot of people look at it as like negative i don't want to be on instagram or no i don't want but these days it's like i mean you don't want to okay that's fine nobody's forcing you but you also shouldn't judge others because a lot of people have this oh this instagram young people millennials and that. no i mean if you know how to use it use it for work like i i i'm on instagram a lot but then it's kind of like i know that i'm using it for work it's just it's a workspace for me i'm not really there to speak about my problems and blah 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 i have friends and family for that Instagram is purely work, connections, networking and putting myself out there. And like without that probably you would have found it much harder to start these workshops up, right? That it must have helped a lot with starting up all of your workshops and stuff. Yeah, and thanks to Instagram again everything happened just purely through Instagram. So I just want to know like you spoke a lot about like finding connections, like meaningful connections and stuff with people once you move to Delhi and Bombay. How um obviously it is important but how important is that not just for an actor but anyone looking again in the films because there are a lot of these clicks where you want people will be like okay you're an outsider or whatever but you know finding your zone and finding your like the right people to support you that that's important because it's always about it's not about even for our actors that it's not about you coming to the city and being alone and you know making your way there by yourself and it's a struggle and you're here alone and nobody's here to fight for you i think it's the opposite it's all about community it's it's holding hands together whether you're a writer actor filmmaker anybody it's all about a, like a like-minded group of people trying to make things happen so you cannot be on this journey by yourself it's impossible especially when you're creating something like a movie or a play it requires a team yeah so you you need to attract your like tribe in a way you need to give that vibration out and be like this is my project i'm so passionate about it now i need to find people who will share right. the dream yeah. with me especially for artists because i think everywhere else you make connections in like a workspace or an office or whatever and as an artist we don't we don't have an office where we can go and meet people who are doing the exact same thing as us so it becomes all the more important like like you said yeah put out the right vibrations and like see 
how you can find your tribe. Because that's, I think that's how we met, right? We met at Suchita's house where, so we have this friend, Suchita, who used to do these wonderful film screenings and movie marathons and she used to just call people over the house and that's, that's where I met Anna and that's something that... That's how we met. Yeah, that's cool. Like, those are the kind of things that people need to do and find, you know, someone, people that are on the same wavelength. With. Definitely, 100%. I just want to know, like, you work so much and you're busy all the time, I know. So how do you balance that out? Like, how do you balance your work and your personal life? Do you have a nice equilibrium over there? Yeah, I don't know why, I don't know why people say that. I mean, I might seem, I mean, busy in what sense? As in, you just kind of, if you, I, I love to manage them. So I know there are hours when I work, hours for leisure, hours for chill out and just doing nothing. So I think just, I'm not so busy. Oh my God, if I, sometimes I'm scared people think about me like, oh, I'm so busy. But no, in fact, I won't work. If, if people are out there, I'm there. I would love to do something new. I'm open for projects. Uh, but it's all about the right, I think, time management. That's it. Just know your priorities, set them up and go like, okay, this is, thing, this is priority number one. Have to finish it anyhow today. Or this is my big goal. So I need to do something about it today. Then you just go with it. Yeah scheduling yeah i think that that brings me to the next point you have this very cool thing where you go to like your morning rituals and you do this thing where you see you like i have the same problem i struggle to wake up early and i think you said you also struggle to wake up early but you've managed to push through that wall has that helped with your work has that helped just in life in general how much has it helped i mean the idea was actually like i wanted to design a kind of schedule for myself where I dedicate time to myself in the morning because usually the rest of the day is busy. You, you're in Bombay, audition, some test shoot, some interview, like you're just like everybody just wants you and you're just like uh, stretched out everywhere. You have no time for anything else. So then I was like, I have to do something about it because I cannot live like this possibly. And that's when the idea of creating this morning routine came to me. Then I read some books about it. And I was like, this is it, this is great. And then I was doing it. Then when the lockdown began, I, because again, out of, not boredom, but like during the lockdowns, so I was like, let me be on Instagram a little more than I used to be. So then I would record those rituals. And then a lot of people would be like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I want to try that, you know, teach me. Or, so I was like, how do we teach that? Like, I actually didn't, I didn't even know how to tell people. Then I sat down, then we kind of like, then I got a friend on board. She helped me to design the program. And then now we have this workshop called The Awakening. And like the upcoming workshop starts on 20th October. If you feel like you can join us yeah, as well. I think I need to. <laughs> it's, free, uh, it's not free, sorry. But it's open to everybody. It's uh, like a baby which was born in the lockdown. And I'm enjoying it like anything. Like I actually didn't know people had this problem. Like I, I, I thought like, okay, I'm just designing something for myself. And because I'm an actor, I just want to like take care of my routine. But then people are crazy about this. So I'm glad that we made it happen. And in a way, probably making that a sort of workshop has kept you on your toes as well. Kept you waking up early and making sure yeah, you're committed. Yeah, there is to... no time to think. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm more, more like now I'm more responsible. Now I'm like, oh my God, I cannot miss my morning routine in a way. <laughs> Everyone's depending on you. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, Anna. <laughs> So, um, 
yeah you spoke about how you wanted to maybe you won't uh, be in india forever so i wanted to touch upon that do you have any plans um, i mean not set in stone plans but do you have plans where you want to go and work in yeah definitely a different country for different sure for sure in fact like again that. this lockdown it kind of showed me how like time is flying so if i want to do something i have to do it now so i'm already like thinking trying to see how where explore different countries and audition for i've been auditioning if i got one international project but because of the lockdown i couldn't fly out so then the dates didn't work so that couldn't happen but yeah definitely it's it's india is there but of course i want to just like just be exposed to other country and other people as well i think that's one thing the lockdown start everyone if you want to do something do it now like just do it right now because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you might just not be able to get out of the house for like yep six months for sure yeah so um i just want to know you also model right you've done some modeling oh, yeah um, is it like for yeah. fun isn't when, when that time eight years ago i would like model for for money like it's like photo shoots and like yeah modeling you know but it was just like of course like it was just for for some time now it's either like some okay big project or mostly i have just a lot of like cool people i want to collaborate with and we just make things happen concepts and make fun shoots so because you still done some campaigns you did spotify and stuff right yeah those okay yeah so okay that's like something big and like friends were involved in it so that they called me up like and you want to be part of this i was like yeah right right yeah those sometimes that those kind of nice projects but as a, as a model model i can't say that i i live on modeling projects no uh i think i feel like i remember you were posting about like finding an agency and stuff and that was sort of a struggle uh can you like what happened then like how to, if someone else is trying to break into that yeah again same thing they look at the amount of followers you have and mm-hmm. and then they look at you like i'm not tall again i'm not really a model model i'm a very unconventional model in that sense so i don't have a height to be a proper proper model so they would always of course look at that so they would really like judge you you know by your looks how how tall are you what all can you do can you do bikini shoots so like oh, okay i'm not sure so it was tough yeah then i did sign with one agency and i left them after like 4 or 5 months because i was like there was no work coming oh okay i would get more work so i was like yeah. i don't need an agent like thanks i'm getting enough i think i'm done with agencies so i'm by myself but that that's something that uh, artists has to deal with because a lot of people will judge you on your appearance and how you look and obviously we spoke about social media but that is that must be hard at least initially until you get over it so how does one get over that sort of completely judgmental behavior from the outside you just need to love yourself and accept exactly who you are and people will say things and you will not be fit for many things and people will say things to your face but you just need to like kind of like smile and go with it because we will never satisfy each and everyone so you need to be really comfortable in your own skin and take judgment with your head up i think that also extends to auditions right because i think i read this wild statistic i think an artist hears the word no at an audition maybe 90% more times than a normal human being will ever hear someone reject them so that that's not easy wow yeah but that's true 
definitely yeah i don't know how you'll deal with that i mean i do uh, a little bit of acting myself but luckily for me <laughs> a lot of my friends are filmmakers so auditions have not been something i've done a lot of i don't know how you'll deal with that because it seems like that's just a lot of rejection in a day because sometimes you might do like 10 15 auditions in a day on like a busy day i think is the idea is first of all auditions is like a playground it's a rehearsal space for you you come you get the script you enjoy it you do it you forget about it that's it you need to forget about it and not be like oh my god so am i in or oh, am i it's okay i mean yeah it's i always say the problem is not in you it's not it, it doesn't mean you you're ugly or you have bad character or you're not a great actor it's not about that we as actors we tend to think like because we're very selfish we are very narcissistic because we always think oh the problem is in me i'm not good enough uh but it's all about us it's about the bigger picture they are just looking for somebody who fits the character better than you because the writers have written it like that and there are many beautiful talented people around so what can you do about it you just do it you forget about it and you move on yeah if you look at it as a rehearsal space and somewhere where you go to learn maybe more about yourself and like how you can portray characters you can use that as sort of a tool to grow rather than seeing it as you know someone putting you down or something there is a story that you have from when you moved here or when you joined the industry or something funny that happened or something crazy that happened that you want to share that you have to hear it oh i mean i like broke a lot of things on stage but that's very normal for some reason especially if it's like a first show like shit has to go down and no matter how much i try not to think about it i would like we had like a huge lamp post in one of the in one of the plays and i like i literally like just like i did something i was swinging with my arm and then that lamp post just fell and obviously everybody understood that it was by mistake and of course you feel bad but then it's fun because you kind of need to like make it like as if it has to be like it it's part of the act you have to cover up that's funny i remember one funny incident when i just moved to bombay i was with a friend and we some friend of ours got us a movie audition and he's like somewhere in oshivara some apartment uh, and i was like okay cool i was exploring i was good as always yeah like, but like apart again i didn't even know we came to the address and it's a normal building so i was like okay let's see and i was never scared because i knew that like if something happens for some reason i'm not scared i don't know because bombay always gave me a very safe feeling like i knew that my friends know where i am so if something happens so i was going with a sense of adventure you know like let's see you know dekhte hai kya hoga and then uh, we came to this apartment which was actually almost like a temple and it was an apart like apartment slash temple and there was this baba ji full like guru types like we entered there was like a smoke everywhere there were some statues and this it was a very very that strong smell i don't know what like what was it it's like actually like you enter a mandir agarbatti smell yeah some music but agarbatti but like insane amount of it and plus it wasn't a big house it was a normal like a medium middle class family house and then we enter and there's this baba ji and he's sitting in his chair and he was speaking on the hindi and i pretended that i don't know hindi uh and then he was casting for a movie because he was he was he was wanting to make a movie so it's like a guru ji in bombay wants to make a movie and he was like showing there were some posters of some b graded movies which he's done before and i'm just looking at it and i didn't even want to leave honestly i was enjoying it so much i was like okay 
And then this, somebody was translating to us as a, because we don't understand the language. And I was like, yes, yes, can you please tell me what's this project about? And they're like telling me and I'm like, okay, cool. And I remember I just like, I left with a smile on my face. I was like, oh my God, Bombay is going to be so much fun. You know, <laughs> it's like, this is so much fun. The Guruji is trying to make a film and he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing in Bombay. Everyone just thinks they can be a filmmaker or an actor. At some point, they just want to direct a film or they want to act in a film and they produce it. And yeah, like you said, they'll make some these great films, which is cool. I mean, yep. go for it, people. Uh, try a lot and try a hand at it. You might even make a really good film. Who knows? You never know, yeah. I think that was a really cool session I and I learned so much about the thing we had in common which I didn't even know I feel like we haven't spoken in a really long time also yeah I enjoyed it my god I had I recalled so many things from my life now it makes me laugh <laughs> but that's cool good good to go back like that and think little nostalgia yeah. trip. <laughs> travel back in time yeah so before you go we do like this little segment which I'm trying to make a thing just for everyone listening, I want you to recommend a song and recommend a movie that is your favorite or you feel people should watch. And because you love books so much and you do all of these giveaways, one more challenge for you, do a book as well. Okay, song of Edith Piaf, La Vie en Rose. The first thing that came on my head. Um, a book would be Dancing with the Gods by Kent Nerburn, Dancing with the Gods, Kent Nerburn, inspiring book for artists. And uh, a movie, right? Yeah, a movie and yeah, a movie. If you, it could be a favorite movie, it could be a movie of the day, a movie of the week, whatever you want. Favorite movie, I can say I have a favorite movie called Victoria, which is like that one take film. Uh, it's a one shot no cuts german film um 2015 so beautiful again it's crazy it's like for me it's like a cinema and theater come together because that film has no cuts so actors pulled off such a great job moving to 22 locations in one night and shooting a film in two hours i mean that's like insane kind of reminds me of uh, the before series especially the first one before sunrise because i don't but they, they had cuts. Yeah, but it kind of felt like they did that whole thing in a day. But yeah, that film has its own beautiful thing. It's they shoot same actors in different years. It's so, so good. It's actually a great concept. So yeah, awesome. Uh, where do people find you? What what's your socials? Uh, Anastasia.g. J-I. Okay, and that's Instagram. I have YouTube. Anastasia is called. Anna either Anna Eidor or Anastasia. I don't know by what name it's saved right now. Because I have two names and I cannot decide, maybe because I'm a Gemini, I like to be the split personality, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't realize you're a Gemini, but yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah. So your short film, is that on your YouTube now? Is it public? Both short films. One is called Stir, another is No Lift. Hmm. How do I pronounce your surname? Okay, guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast, Life, Love, and the Arts. Uh, I'll put the links to all of Anastasia's socials. I'll put down all of the book and movie recommendations and anything else we spoke about. 
so if you're on youtube that out in the description if you're on instagram i'll try to help you but you might have to figure that out on your own a little bit and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, check out the previous episodes they're all on the instagram page as well as apple podcasts google podcasts and spotify so it's life love in the arts the podcast check that out thanks for tuning in see you next time